And here you are. For <laughs> it's in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. Spiegelman and I am Carl not Spiegelman join us every Sunday 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube we watch the best movies that uh, aren't they good well they're well they're chosen by you uh, here's his theme song again bye okay bye watch Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. A sketch show. We are so... We are so excited. Uh, <laughs> hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. How are you? Good. This is L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, which is where you can find us on the RSS feed if you're looking for a new podcast. We are also broadcasting live on mutinyradio.fm, as we do every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And it's spelled right on the flyer. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Our, our new flyer is out, and we are actually listed as L-W-A-F-L-M-O-T-Y with Michael Spiegelman as Last year, it was S-P-I-G-A-G-O-L-E. I'm going to close the door. Spiegel, doesn't anybody speak German? It's like mirror. Spiegel. I E is the sound in German. Dumb They're dumb coughs. Anyway, but it's all right. It's a really sweet flyer, so you should check it out. And you should go to miniradio.fm and check out the website there. Uh, we also have... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That was a dumb cough. Oh, you're, that was a dumb cough. Oh, you and your German humor. <laughs> we, uh, you can find us on uh, Facebook. Let's watch full-length movie on YouTube. Blogspot. Let's watch full-length movie on YouTube.blogspot.com. And we're also with our acronym on Twitter. YouTube and uh, Twitch, which we will be broadcasting live on Twitch. Wow, that's great news. That's great news, isn't it? I just thought yeah. of it. Well, but we should Twitch. do it. Twitch. Mm-hmm. Which Twitch? Oh, God. Yeah, we'll be ready for them. So, what we do here on the show is we watch a full length movie on YouTube. Uh, my name is Mike Spiegelman. I'm here in San Francisco, keeping safe. I hope everyone else is. And also, we have Carl on the line uh, from New Jersey, Comedian Carl. Yes, good evening, and uh, I am, it's afternoon for you, but I am on the East Coast, but not Jersey. I am actually talking to you in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Nice. There's a weird buzz on that phone. 
I have a weird buzz. Uh, oh, cool. So you're calling from Virginia, but it's still East Coast time as our show starts Correct. at 5 p.m. East Coast time. So, Carl. Bingo. I think we uh, promoted the show. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, you can catch us again. What is the movie we're watching today? Today we are watching Hot Dog, the movie. Not Hamburger. We've done that. Hot Dog, the movie. We have done Hamburger, the movie. This was the movie beforehand. Hamburger yeah. the Movie was directed and written by the writer of Hot Dog the Movie. I don't know about that anymore. The guy's name is Mike Marvin. Is that the writer of Hot Dog? I guess. Uh, hamburger, Hamburger? I Well, we'll, we'll find out. It's on our blog spot uh, for more information, as okay. well as our Twitter. So, okay, so uh, the movie's called Hot Dog the Movie. How can people find it? Who's hosting it on, uh, on YouTube? Okay, so... I simply typed in Hot Dog the Movie, no year. It is the year 1983, if you care to do that. It's, what came up was Hot Dog the Movie SD, and it's a, it's a Polish, I don't know, it's Polish Dar Hot Dog. A-A-R-O-S-L-A-W. Oh, and that's nice. He ends with the word Poland to indicate that he is from Poland. Yes. All right, so He's a Pod Kurpaki uh, Polska. Oh, boy. So what we're going to do is we're going to watch this movie on YouTube uh, to experience the full concept of this two-hour podcast. Watch the movie and listen to us at the same time. You know what? Or, you know, tune us out and listen to the movie or tune the movie out and watch us. Listen to us. <laughs> doesn't matter. Just follow Just our feed. Us, Just yeah. join us. All right. So uh, we are here. Uh, I got the uh, – I went to Hot Dog the Movie. I, am, I pit pause and it's at zero, zero. We're going to have Paul Brumbaugh from the podcast Edge of Insanity, one of our show, the show right that precedes us if you're listening live, to do the countdown. Go ahead and uh, get the mic up and do it. All right, guys, I know. All right, get the mic up. Yeah, if he's get the mic up. All right, here we go, guys. Get your finger hovering over that play button in three, two, one, go. All right, thank you, Paul. Ah. Thank you, Paul, for that. Thank this, you, Paul. This film has no problem. Hi, Carl. Hi. One, two, ready to do. Carl, is this Lion. the TV edit version? Is there going to be tits or no? I don't. Oh, be tits. Oh, okay. But it said it was modified. Uh, yeah, it was modified to fit your screen because usually they play it on uh, a movie screen, and if you know, if it's got to fit onto a little YouTube thing, yeah. So they modified. Yeah. Now it's the same thing. All right. Here we are. Yeah. Is he the good guy or the bad guy? Oh, he's our hero. He's the good guy. Harkin. He, he's not. He's a slob or a snob in this movie? He is a... He's an innocent boy who's going to California to be in a ski contest, and he is very talented. His name's Patrick Hauser in real life, but he's Harkin Banks. Harkin, Harkin Banks. Banks. Oh, it Harkin's yeah. Banks to the days when we used you know, to ski. Harkin Banks. Way back when. Oh, Harkin Banks. He was in two other movies, and he was in this short-lived TV show called The Outlaws, or Outlaws. But really, today he's a he's an author. He oh. writes um. Nice jump. Fathers to Be Handbook and a Roadmap for the Tradition Transition to Fatherhood. He's a he's an author now. I wish I knew that beforehand. I would have read his book. Yeah, it's a little late for us both. Yeah. Well, maybe we could go, that's so Hudson. Or I don't know, I, Hudson, <laughs> harken back to a different that's age. Harken back to your book. Harken yeah. Bank. It's a very strict upbringing. It harkens back to the old days. <laughs> so we're watching a man ski and we're listening to a... Would you be jealous if, if you were at the studio and a band next to you was jamming like this? Are you... Okay, so I don't hear well the, the you have a band playing on your side? Yeah, I do. Oh. Do, 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 do. It's playing on the background in case we want to get sued. Here, I turned it off. But it's one of those inspirational 80s songs. Well, you know, this, this movie, this prototype of a ski competition, it's based on Caddyshack, right? The snobs versus the no, slobs. No, 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 no. It's based on this guy, uh, this guy's life. Um, he he was okay. His name's Mike Marvin, and he grew up in this town where we're gonna where the movie will take place. He was a skier, but and he was on all you know. He's on the circuit. He was a professional skier, 
but he also made skiing movies, and that led him to Hollywood. Because he skied there by mistake. <laughs> yep. Yeah. His skis were making that screech noise. <laughs> People were yelling, get off the intersection of Hollywood and Vine! <laughs> oh, I think I'm in Hollywood. He must be Polish. He's got the ski on the end. On the end. You know, I had a Polish friend go into, uh, he went, was in a store and he said, excuse me, I would like a bologna sandwich with uh, pickles and mayonnaise. And the guy said, are you Polish? He goes, why? Because I like bologna with pickles and mayonnaise? He said, no, this is the dry cleaners. <laughs> uh, you told me that joke a year ago. <laughs> I turned it into a Polish joke. How about that? There you go. Yeah, you turned it into, and that's appropriate for what we're seeing right now. Because it involves skis. Lots of... A lot of skiing. Yeah, I mean, it's not, he's not Polish, but he does grab poles by the neck. So this is his commute to um, California, to Squaw Valley, California, which Sweet. was the location of 1960s Olympics, Winter Olympics. Good old school, but now, by the 80s, it's a shattered remains. Right. Hobos. like movies. Yeah. yeah. The syphilis from the Olympic Village alone <laughs> wiped out a generation of... Uh, right. right. And it's dying out now. It's, it's so old, they're down to like two people with it last. Wow. And killing that. So this is our heroine. Okay. All right. And she just and scattered all her cassette tapes are like just all on the ground. She's not going to be able to listen to them again. Yeah. So the cases are out. Mm-hmm. God, Thank her God they weren't vinyl. Sunny. Okay. Because it's a she snow movie. She's on her way to um, San Francisco. So she got kicked out of a car. So she, she just sort of blew off Harkin. Oh, I see. So that this this guy will never be seen again, or is this Harkin? This is Harkin, and then she's going to go, look, buddy, where are you going? She really sounds like um, Chatterbox. How about you? San Francisco. You remember Chatterbox? Want to ride? Chatterbox? What is that? That's our uh, review of the talking vagina. Oh, Chatterbox. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That, the, the, <laughs> the musical about a singing vagina, the, the <laughs> yeah. vagina when Virginia. I heard her voice. Right. Perfect. Sounds like Sunny here in this movie. Yeah, now today she's a news person. She's a CBS correspondent. Oh, the actress. Uh, yeah, CBS News Sunday morning reports for evening, CBS Evening News with Scott Pelley, 48 hours. So she must get teased at the, uh, the company uh, Christmas party. Because she did this film, and she also was in Bachelor Party. That was her only <gasps> other film. In which she was one of those girls, you know, sure. in the party. Sure, that's the greatest movie ever made. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that harkens Hanks back to a time. That harkens Hanks to a time where Tom Hanks. It harkens Hanks to a time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's all squeaky. Can you hear the movie playing off the board? Yeah. Okay, good. Because this, yeah. oh, by the way, the music in this film is horrible. I didn't even look up the soundtrack. It's just the exact movie you'd expect from an '80s. Well, I mean, I, I, I think back of South Park, who did a, a ski school, a ski 80s oh, yeah. competition movie, and they had that, like a shitty theme song as well. <laughs> well, it's like in a world where um, Men Without Hats is on the radio. And Good in the world. And when Van Halen was just yesterday, uh-huh. that's where this, these songs were born from. So this is all new wave music we're listening to. Well, it's like new wave meets... 80s power pop it's like new ways meets van halen so it's like a pub it's like they're still pub rockers and they're just like cranking out new wave songs but they're still playing the same bars right with the they're new wave guys like devo with like um long hair of um uh bon jovi (laughs) if devo met bon jovi that's these songs (laughs) oh god forbid (laughs) it's awful Here's a motel. You know what that's for, right? Sleeping. Do you know the difference between a motel and a hotel? About $57, $58. It's about a difference of a continental breakfast. Uh, it's like the highways, the motorways. It's a motor hotel. Yeah, mo- motor te- right. Hotel was the first, and then they said like a motorway. Right. 
So like a hotel would be in the middle of New York City, whereas a motel would be on the road to New York City. I was watching that Medea movie with um, the one about Halloween. Which one, Boo or Boo 2? First one. All right, I've seen I, both of them, full disclosure. It's when he's dressed up not as Medea, but as the, uh, gra- as the grandpa, like the yeah, uh-huh. Medea's significant other. And there's these two old, you know, Babs, and he goes... Those two are my favorite, by the way. <laughs> right. He goes, um, he goes, I take you to a hotel if you hoes won't care. <laughs> I just thought it was so funny. I love those Harkin movies. Harkin doesn't get any tonight. Harkin will sleep. Uh, so he's he's not getting any. Right, yeah. right. He will be icing his balls. Now, who do you think has better friends, Medea or Ernest? Because I think Medea's friends are the best. Uh, Medea definitely, because Medea's friends were her contemporaries back in the day when she was working the pole. But <laughs> Ernie's friends are always like eight, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. He, this guy is eleven. <laughs> yeah, know? he never has really. Uh, all right, good, good call, good answer. Now I guess they kiss and made up because here's Harkin and uh, Sonny running together, right? Well, it's not that they had a fight or something. It's that don't try to pull any stuff. You know, she, she's not chatterbox, right? Don't try to pull any stuff on me. And he didn't like a gentleman, and so now she's starting to like him, you see. Oh, okay. As a matter of fact, she decides, forget California, forget San Francisco. I'll go with you to Squaw Valley, and you could be my boyfriend, and let's see what happens. She should have moved to San Francisco in 83. Uh, You did, right? uh, 93. No, 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 you hadn't graduated. Yeah, uh, no, I was still in, Carl and I know each other from New Jersey. We grew up together. And we did a public access show, of course, which you can find on YouTube as Fish Burgers uh, from the 1990s. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, uh, in 83, I was still at, I think I just started Montclair High. I graduated middle don't school. remember Sick Vic from, the comedian Sick Vic. Yeah, I don't think, no, I don't know. Oh, that's right. Sick Vic said that he knew, knew me. Right. So From the thing is, Sick Vic gets up on stage and he acts like he's a maniac who's an axe murderer kind of person. It's all his personality. But he really does have some sort of ish. Like, he's quirky. He's quirky. But one time I was sitting with him and I was talking to somebody else and I mentioned your name and he lit up. And all of a wow. sudden he was like, boom, normal person. He goes, oh, Mike Spiegelman, I went to high school with him. He's a, So I don't know if this guy's acting. No, no, he probably, you know, I probably know Sick Vic. I just, you know... You said Mike what Spiegelman. I mean, his persona on stage and off stage is he's a crazy, and I think he's really just a great actor. Because when he heard your name, he went poof to normal. I'm really more. He heard my first and last name. I just know his nickname and first name, so I just need. <laughs> I keep a yearbook with me, so I'll just be a quick jaunt. You know, my my head is like a yeah. sieve. Oh, here we go, full frontal. Oh, I yeah, guess. Yep. Full backle. Yeah. Hey. Um, Yep. Check Adam yep. Spiegelman's um, yearbook. I think he'll be in there. Oh, well, I have the, you know, my senior year uh, also includes junior, sophomore. Right. right but that's right, tougher because right. they usually abbreviate. She's still full frontal naked talking to them. Right. The joke here is, hey, whatever. Whatever. So well, Sonny's getting jealous even though they've never slept together because Harkin is like, yeah, baby. Wow, this movie. We saw pubes. <laughs> Maybe it's a Merc. To get some Merkin? No, no, they're young. Oh, all right. You wear the Merkin when you get older, is what you're saying. Uh, I do. <laughs> I have a, a '70s Merkin. It's a mustache down there. <laughs> this is, ladies and gentlemen, Merkin Banks. <laughs> Harking back to the Merkin era. Harking Merkin okay, Banks. So now it's got a waterbed. They have rented, right? They have rented like a honeymoon suite. But they didn't know it. Like he just said, this is the only room available. In the Notel Motel. Carl, what was that hotel that was right before the uh, the, the the Lincoln the Tunnel? Link- okay, so I almost said the Lincoln. It was the York Motel. The York Motel. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, had the famous headline uh, billboard with perverted stuff. Well, I remember one that said like uh, "ET phone home here" or. Uh, uh, yeah, it was usually like reach out and touch someone here. Yeah, yeah, you can come here all the time. 
it was a, the classic no-tell motel, and it was r- the last motel before the Lincoln Tunnel in New Jersey. Right. Well, yeah. Okay, so that is its image, but the real no-tell motels were the Lincoln Motel. This okay. one in Newark, this one in Irvington. Yeah, these are places in which really just don't go unless you have <laughs> some sort of agenda, some but, sort of... <laughs> but here's the thing, like, there's people who live in hotels, right? We're not, mm-hmm. I'm not judging, but I'm just saying people live in hotels. And so you go to a seedy hotel thinking it's a no-tell motel, and it's actually, you know, long-term people living Residence. there. Residents. Yeah. Yeah. So they hear you fucking, which, you know, turns me on. <laughs> well, um, it's, I guess it's old news. I just saw this movie. I don't remember the name of it. They were in Atlanta, Orlando, Florida, and it was that situation. They were residents in a no-tell motel. Yeah. Um, it's all about Disney. How she didn't go to Disney World, even though she lived right there. Wait, are Little you talking girl. about? Are you talking about the movie, The Florida Project? No, I don't think so. Oh, that's that's the same kind of storyline. It's about people who live in a hotel, a motel uh, yeah. next to Disneyland, Disney World. Is it a documentary kind of thing? Because this was a drama. It was a drama. It had. Um, oh, okay. It had uh, William Defoe in it. it. That's it. That's it. Yeah, it's a beautiful um, movie. I think so, too. Yeah. Okay, so his coat, that's Rudy, the German. Okay. His coat was not supposed to be, he didn't get cast with that coat. He got there and he was in the skin types. And he says, no, my character's this German who flaunts and he shows off and he's a jerk. So the cameraman said, hey, I've got just the coat for you, my wife's coat. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what he's... And you know, the wife's coat gets uh, residual every time this airs. (laughs) Still. She backed up the minx truck. Yeah, this yeah, right, and killed a bunch of rats, rodents, raccoons, you know. So Harkin is like, I've seen you on the circuit, you're the greatest. And then the German is like, eh, like blows them off. So now I know. <laughs> oh, they're turning around. Sonny freaks out. Yeah, Sunny. Women are beautiful. But also intelligent. Rotate on this, you Nazi bastard. <laughs> hey, hi, and nice coat. Uh, Here he is, American Werewolf in London. Oh, yeah, well, what's his name? Norton, right? Right, the only famous person in this movie, David Norton. Huh, David Norton, yeah. This is after Werewolf in London, so he's super famous here. And he also at this time had that, I'm a pepper, you're a pepper. Didn't, like didn't, to be a pepper. I always thought he had that campaign before American Werewolf in London. Uh, yeah, he no, you're right. He did. But they they but kept it going. This, <clears throat> I'm saying he was famous from that and American Werewolf in London. So right. why did he choose this film? I don't know. You know, he's also famous because he's uh, someone who was in the spotlight and disappeared, and people go, "What? What happened? He could have been That's hot." Right. But he's you know, back, but yep, he did. He's not in in the uh, public eye. Well, <laughs> What's your name, David Naughton, the problem guy? Hey, Carl, I just got a I just got a call from the Mayo Clinic. It's good news. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, my mayonnaise hasn't expired. I just need to squirt a little lemon juice in there. Keep it fresh, <laughs> excellent, smart. Yeah. I find if you you have to cut off the top layer because it's dried from the air, and then you squirt a little lemon juice and stir. Well, that's another way. Hey, Carl, I wanted to mention while we're in the midst of this movie, there was a uh, uh, article in Ad Age that came out uh, on November sixteenth. YouTube is now showing ad-supported Hollywood movies. Last oh, is month, that the channel? YouTube quietly began showing ad-supported movies for the first time, giving viewers access to Hollywood titles including The Terminator and Legally Blonde uh-huh. for free. The platform started promoting the free feature-length movie in the movie section of the site in October, where it sold movies and shows for years. Consumers could buy the latest blockbusters and primetime TV shows through YouTube as they might on Apple iTunes and Amazon Pride, but there was never a free option to watch in the movies in exchange for commercial interruptions. We saw this opportunity based on user demand beyond just offering paid movie. Can we do ad-supported movie free to the user? Said uh, our good friend from YouTube, who we love YouTube. It also presents a nice opportunity for advertisers. So it goes on a bit. So that we actually gotcha. stumbled onto it. So we stumbled onto it with Biodome. 
uh, with hackers bio and, and biodome right. and biodome absolutely yeah but you're right it was hackers and the thing biodome was on my mind because there's also a squirrel in this movie there's a what in this movie a guy named squirrel interesting because Polly Shore's character was named squirrel nicknamed squirrel right or squirrely really but yeah but his name was Dale like Chip and Dale okay yeah here we go we're at a bar (laughs) okay this is a wet t-shirt contest oh good the infamous scene like in real life this wasn't really I mean they were filming there was three cameras but in real life these are not actors oh they're local people from Squaw Valley they are acting, don't get me wrong, and they did takes and everything, but this was a real party. And all the actors, believe it or not, they have reunions for this. They had a 20th reunion and a 30th reunion. Oh, great. He's a garbage. They're, everybody's so into it. It's such a cult. So anyway, that's all they ever talk about. Um, let me just read you some. Remember the German guy with the coat? Sure. He was hysterical. He goes, it was right after Porky's, which had a lot of nudity, and they're just kind of pushing the envelope. One of the craziest days of my entire life was the day we shot the wet t-shirt contest. That was a free-for-all I never experienced since in the movie business. And then Marvin, the guy who wrote this film, right? He goes, the real wife life wet t-shirt contest happened in Park City, Utah, the World Cup in 1974. We're in the city citadel of Mormonism. It degenerated into a complete orgy on the stage. It was crazy. Four or five guys blowing saxophones, stripped to their waist, spandex pants. The movie version was tame compared to really what happened. Wow. Well, we just watched girls getting their t-shirts wet. Yeah. Yeah. And the action you're seeing on screen is pretty much real. Like, those girls taking off his shirt, that wasn't... They were just having a party. Yeah, that, that happened to be filmed, and now we're watching it on YouTube. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> See those boobs? Seriously, though, think about the time, right? Right. It's the 80s, and boobs are coming out. It's okay. The 70s had just happened. Uh, here we go. Local boobs. Yeah, they're local boobs. That's right. So this That's is... why they're not perfectly shaken. Yeah. And for more information, check out hashtag me too. Oh, man. You're yeah. so, I watched 1983, Mike. Oh, yeah, what I would say when this movie came out. I'd be like, oh, my yeah. God. God. They're so great. Yeah, this movie rules. Yeah, now I'm, I'm like, are these locally sourced? Like, right. You're somebody's daughter. Mike, seriously, <laughs> you had no filter. You were like, where is my shame? You okay, all right. So in 1983, yes, I had no shame. Face. I had no filter. And now... <laughs> I'm wearing a, a mask to cover, to filter yeah, everything. Like a cigarette, you got so much filter. <laughs> All right, so we're just partying. I've now, I've been having this in the background. They, yeah. When they first cut the film, the, the, the director got fired from it because he made it a three and a half hour movie, and what? 45 minutes of it was this party. <laughs> <laughs> he got so, fired after that screening. That's so funny. You know, I I have. Uh, I, I mentioned this last week, and I mention it every time. I wish I knew the book, uh, but the producer of The Mosquito Coast and Truman Show, uh, who's right. a real professional producer, and he wrote a memoir, and he wrote a, a chapter about producing Hot Dog the Movie, saying that was one of his big mistakes because he financed it himself with using his own money. With his house. Yeah, with his house, which is yeah. not the way you produce. If you ever seen the Jay Moore TV show Action, you know you don't use you use other people's money. But uh, he, yeah, he nearly lost his house on this movie, and he had nothing right. to do with the sequel. When they came out of that screening, that three and a half hour movie, mm-hmm. he was always oh, seriously having chest pains, chest pains. It wasn't a heart attack; it was like palpitations. He's like, I got my, I did my, and I hit Mike. This Mike guy was like Ed. You didn't just see the movie. Give me, just fire him, put me in the other room, <laughs> I'll give you your movie. Interesting. I'm pretty sure Mike uh, was responsible for Hamburger, the movie. I was always under the impression that, that, that the writer of Hot Dog uh, directed and wrote Hamburger. Well, you know, you could be right. It's just that I would think the internet would have told me that. Um, well, I'm, I'm sick of it. While we talk, I'm, of course, going to our good friend. Here we go. Yeah. He worked on. Oh, by the way, uh, this guy's playing a horrible song. You should listen. Oh, let's and rock he'll never play again for the rest of the film. Wishes came into my life. Haru. Haru. 
Right. See, originally the film took place in Aspen, Colorado, mm -hmm. and his character was in love with John Denver. He only cared about skiing and meeting John Denver, and he was going to do that in the film, but it got rewritten. And this is the only thing that survived from that character. This, this, uh, is this supposed to be John Denver? Well, he'll mention wanting to meet John Denver, but it's really... Oh. It's his own song, but it's really just to say, I can't do it. let's cement the relationship between these two. My ears are They're not just doing it. They're also in love. Oh, well, thank God. Okay, here we go. Hamburger, the motion picture. Mike Marvin. <clears throat> Mike Marvin, director. Well, that's great. He worked on the scripts for Legend of the Fall, Predator. He sold Kenny Rogers a vehicle called Six Pack. He helped yeah. create Better Off Dead. We saw the the spy with a cold nose directed Six Pack, the director of that film. Oh, Six Pack, gotcha. Um, I didn't know he. I guess I did know Hamburger the movie, but the internet didn't remind me of that. Yeah, because I don't think that that esteemed direct uh, producer had anything to do with this film after he made his money back, which he did. Uh, is he gonna? <laughs> he is did. he full frontal? I oh, know his underwear. This is um, pretty good. We're not seeing his dog. It's 80s. Right, but tidy whities you get to see his buns, and you get to see him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, we see the bulge. Yeah. But we leave to the imagination. That's uh, 24 I mean, minutes into the film. Are you guys taking right. count? Now he's going to pretend to fall asleep, and she's going to be like, you don't fall asleep on me two nights in a row. And now they finally do it. Oh, so he's going to pop open an eye. He's like, I'm up. <laughs> And they get to sleep on it, have sex on a waterbed. Oh, she's just taking you know, her own this, clothes. This made $38 million. It surprised everybody. It wasn't supposed to. The critics hated it. Its box office was great. Yeah, you know, Siskel and Ebert watched this scene of this topless woman jumping on him. And they're like, yeah, garbage. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the audience is like, yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Oh, he's touching her. Very passionate. Oh, there goes. Well, there yeah. were no internet. There was no internet, and thus no internet pornography. So yeah, we talked about this before. One of the ways, as a younger person, you got to see anything was going to this stuff. And then not in just the theater. It shows up on the premium channels and also on video cassette, laser disc. Uh, yes, but you know, like the internet is so readily accessible. Right? right back then we had you had your one take right your old friend you know right yeah you know i okay. get you it's the next day they're at squaw valley of course and it's the qualifying run and werewolf in london is like damn that's a hot time there's squirrel we just met squirrel so who's skiing are these the actual actors or they're just like stunt skiers oh no no it's not the actors these are <laughs> real for real as skiers on the circuit who were hired and Mike Marvin knew them all. They were his buddies. Huh. As a matter of fact, none of the lead main actors could ski. None of them. Wow. So this Patrick Hauser, who is uh, Harkin, he went up there a week early for ski lessons, but he just never looked comfortable. Yeah. So, yeah. They well, I would be scared shitless. Even stand on this. Skiing is a young man's sport, because at a certain age you go, do I really want to fucking break my leg on this hit? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Because the speeds are going and yeah, okay, like this is the very first scene they ever filmed. Okay, okay. he's just pouring himself with some gin. Yeah, because he's he's the dog, the hair of the dog that bit him, and he's offering it to Innocent Harkin, who goes, "No, no." So, uh. one of the people we're going to meet here, her name's Lynn Wild Wyland, and she's such a good skier. She like sort of earned herself. Um, a talking part. Let's see, where is she? A member of the United States Freestyle Ski Team, 79 to 81. Yeah, 1981 U.S. Board, champion, Ariel. 1981 U.S. Canadian champion in Bogle. So what uh, happens, this is the first day they're shooting ever, and the guy introduces her, says, this is banana pants. It just wasn't in the line or anything. Right. But they were like, okay, cut, print it. That's your name, banana pants. <laughs> the so she calls him banana pants? No, he calls. He's introducing. He's like, Oh, I see. There, Banana she, Banana. there she is. Okay. See, and, well, I'm watching the Japanese guys with the. Uh, oh, and Slasher. Slasher. Uh, headband. 
Yeah, he doesn't speak any English. What's funny is, in real life, he doesn't speak a lick of Japanese. He fooled everybody on the set. This guy right now. To get the job in the audition, he lied and said he knew Japanese. He grew up in Japan. That's crazy. All right, so we're waiting to hear more from him. They're still talking to him. Here we go. Let's see if he says anything. Well, then let's climb aboard in an orderly fashion. Spread out. All right. They're all going to go party. All right. My hotel phone ringing. Don't answer it. No, answer it. So I can cover for you. All right. <laughs> oh, we're going. Hello? Yeah, we're going up to skis. How come it didn't pick up? That's a. Hello. Is it room Hi. service? All right, they're on top of the mountain and they can't wait to go yeah, skiing. Everything's great. Thank you so much. You too. Bye bye now. That's just Southern hospitality. She just wanted to make sure that everything was cool. Of what? Checked in. Yeah. Uh, the 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 concierge who's outside, like, who the fuck is talking on the phone and using her Wi-Fi? What the fuck? Everything okay, sir? Okay. This is a Playboy Playmate of the Year. Finally, uh, Shannon Tweed. Shannon Tweed. Yes, he's a very famous you know girl. Yes, he's a cult uh, cult actor. Right. He used this film basically as a stepping stone to dozens of other films, but. I think it's most funny that today she's married to that monster Gene Simmons. Yeah, well, she's in the reality show a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I have no opinion on that. I hope she's all right. So they're meeting her, and it's basically like, "Come to my party tonight," and she's like, falling in love with Harkin. So she's like, "Bring him," and then. American Werewolf in London guy's like, he's taken, you know. He has a friend. And she uh-huh. goes, what? Bring her, too. Oh, that's Wait. sweet. She's so hot. You know, that harkens back to a Deheim or Chivalry. <laughs> and proper etiquette. Chivalry the, is Fred. So every time they turn around and go skiing, it's a stunt double. Yeah, oh, yeah. So Werewolf will be like, hey. You. He has a friend, and they cut to, like, Tony uh, fucking Hawk of the skis. That's true. It really is true. Let's see here. I've got something written up on that. Who's there? Is Sean White there? Who who, who are famous skiers? Uh, Mark Spitz? <laughs> I don't know who's famous. <laughs> no, no, he's a right? swimmer. But they must Every be famous sport skier. has one famous skier, and skiing doesn't seem... One famous athlete, and skiing doesn't seem to have that. Well, it'd have to be Olympic or something like that. Right. But usually that's you become like a super hot celebrity and then it just that's it. Where is my the actors can't oh here it is. Um Rieger couldn't ski a lick, that's the German. And one scene on a bit of a slope, he delivers one of his haughty, arrogant, cocky lines. He goes to ski off and he trips and he hits the first roulette. They all fell over. Shannon Tweed couldn't even stand up when she had her ski boots on. People were holding her by the legs, acting as a base for her. Forget about her putting on her skis. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I would be totally like Sharon Tweed, which I am anyway, but uh, I would not be able to even balance myself on those things. I wouldn't I wouldn't be Sharon skis because it's, uh, you know, it's for your specific foot. She doesn't wear tweed. You find that ironic? Yeah, Shannon doesn't wear tweed. Yeah. Here we go. Speaking of going downhill, they are all skiing downhill. I was talking about the joke. This is some like. Here we go. I tell you, tweed is wasted on the tweed. This is like maybe like uh, who is it like? Um, fuck, Dave Edmonds or like there was a, there was one point in like new wave music where it was kind of like pub rocky, like uh, oh, I'll think uh, of it. Yeah, Gotta Dave be Edmonds cruel to be kind. You know, Nick. Pub rocky. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Video Kill the Radio Star was not the Buggles originally. It was a band that Trevor Horn was in from the Buggles. And their version was like a pop rocky, like a pub rock type song. Who, what do I tell them? You know, that type of thing. Boy, I'm going to Google that. Yeah. YouTube it. That sounds... It's actually a cover of... No, it's uh, it's serviceable. It's, it's, you know, Don Henley or... um, Got mm-hmm. it. It was a Beaver Brown band. You know who I'm talking about? <laughs> the yeah. fuck? John Fogarty. 
He renewed an error in rock. I just wish had never happened. So I'm sure there's some. We're watching skiing scenes right now, and boy, they are sure hot dogging. This now movie that's d- really banana pants. She's not an actress. Oh yeah. Who's wearing yellow pants? The actors who were doing stunts only ever got to do one take because they would pay by the stunt. Right. So if well, you messed up, it wasn't in the film. Because we're watching some pretty crazy stunts for such a casual ski downhill. They're doing some pretty elaborate shit. Well, they're the most excellent, I mean, according to the script. This the reminds greatest, me of, like, you ever see Heavenly Bodies as an 80s movie where these girls open up their own aerobics class? School on the... sure. But all they do is they aerobicize, you know, like from the 80s, and uh, it's just mm-hmm. footage of them exercising. So, so here this, we are. Uh, Edward Feldman, the producer. Okay. He he was out to dinner with Mike Marvin in 1982 in this Tahoe City, you know, where, oh, look at him flipping up. Yeah, he's, he's fallen. He's like the last three jokes of mine. Um. So he was recounting all of his adventures in the ski movies between, uh, you know, and skiing between 72 and 76. And and so it was Ed Feldman who was like, put your adventures into a script from the point of view of competitor and we've got a movie. And so that's exactly what he did. Yes. And and, uh, thank God. Here we are enjoying the fruits of his foil. That's one of the rare scenes. Oh, there he is in Japanese. Yeah. I cranked off. So what, they're like scheming already? And that jump was totally awesome. Oh. No, they're just talking about good old days. We're seeing dumb jokes. What, like the Japanese guy karate chopping the uh, <laughs> yeah. the shelled pretzel? Judo peanut. chops the peanut to open it. <laughs> Banana pants. Banana pants to like booze. Snake leg. Thanks. The Bonner's very flat. That's the best okay, place thanks. of the course, right? Like the, the skier's lounge? Well, he had the best qualifying run. He's one of the inners. Okay, here comes... The villain, like, finally? The, it's kind of a... He's kind of a bad guy. Yeah, he he's is got, kind of bold. Who is qualified? Here's John Hamm. They all... There he goes. Whoa, crazy that. guys. Hey, gang. Arkin's on. Wumamakadaki! The guy's listening to his Walkman in the background. Come back here, God Yeah, damn that's it. all he does throughout the whole film. That's his joke. His name is Walkman. I miss that. I miss knowing references. <laughs> I miss knowing. That's why it's great to watch old films. Yeah, because I'm okay, like, so I know what Walkmans are. Here now we've got plots set up. Okay. okay. There's skiing rings around the European, but the Europeans are getting first, second, and third, and it's, you know, German TV is sponsoring this thing, so it's, like, obvious. Oh, that they got to win, that the Europeans... Yeah. Yeah. This comes from his real-life experience. Where is it? Mike Marvin. When I was at World Freestyle Skiing, Freestyle Skiing Association, the boys from the U.S. were really hot. The Germans, French, Australians were coming in 12th, 13th, 14th. We got to Europe, and suddenly the Germans started placing second, third. German television paid for a lot of those events. That was the basis of the plot. Obviously, rigged scores. It's so important anyway, right? I mean, who gives a shit? The guy's skiing. They think it's history. Well, I mean, unless it qualifies you to the Olympics, then who gives a shit? Uh, here it is. James Sato, who played Kendo, couldn't speak Japanese. He had everybody fooled for the first three weeks. The first the three end, weeks? Yeah. <laughs> At the audition, they asked me if I could speak Japanese. I don't speak any of it, but all the guys at the table were white guys, so I thought, eh, they never know the difference. Well, I just said any household words in Japanese I knew from growing up. Wow. Um, so he goes, when I got the part, I had a friend translate my lines, but during the course of the shooting, a part, my part got bigger. The director would say, Jimmy, can you say this? And I'd go, oh, yeah, sure. Uh, when are we going to shoot? They'd say about 30 minutes. So he would ski down to the lodge and call his friend. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, this is definitely vintage with the, with the local uh, topless. You could be in the movie. You got to take your shirt off. And <laughs> yeah. and then, of course, him. Wow. I guess the 1983 me would still be like, wow, I saw a muff. 
you know. Yeah. Well, right now she just took a pill of speed, and he's like, "You don't need that," and you know, like oh, she they're did. hardly boyfriend and girlfriend, and she he's already like, well, "What was it?" Here we go. What difference does it make? What was it? Well, I don't like it. Well, tough. What do you think? We spend one night together and you own me? That's the speed talking. That's just the speed talking. Yeah, that's just the speed talking. <laughs> they shoot this movie twice as fast now. They're, they're at a party? <laughs> it's 78. Uh, yeah, this is um, a party at Shannon Tweed's house. Oh. They were invited. And they were like, bring your friend, remember? Right, so that's the reason why she's taking speed is because she feels awkward at this event. Well, she doesn't know anything about it. Right now, Shannon is going to come on very hard to Harkin. And oh, let's hear it. I like Shannon. You were terrific today, Harkin. I haven't seen a steer like you in years. And I've seen them all. I'll bet you have. Oh, she's such a cat. Oh, zing. Oh, I like that. Like. Cat fight. Cat fight. Wow, they must go to the same hairdresser. Yeah, it's called 80s. <laughs> he was in line, too. So much shimmer off his hair. It's like the, the lighting is blinding me. Might as well <laughs> be bold. Smile. Shannon Tweed. She wasn't in the love boat, right? That's always somebody else who played Sydney. Or the little... I would doubt it because yeah. being a playmate brought her to fame, and that was 81. Actually, I guess Love Boat was kind of old then, but was still around. All right, we're partying in our sweaters. Check out those fucking ski sweaters. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's well, it's not Aspen. It's it's ski culture. Ski culture, yeah. It's all authentic Mike Marvin. That Mike Marvin, he's bringing in the craft. Nothing better, Carl, than having a fucking skateboarder or ski guy fucking write his memoirs and get it on film. Squirrel just stole everything. Took all the shrimps. Jumbo uh-huh. prawn. That's an oxymoron. Empty shrimp plate, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> There's Rudy. Yeah. Our big enemy. There's Kyoto. Let's see if he talks. Oh. Yeah. This music. Oh, no, he's now, Hunter. Jealous. Jealous. Gonna get boozed up. Okay, my son. Okay, now. Um, oh no, yeah. not now. This is wow. Squirrel. This is a nice place. I no, like movies Squirrel like this. Just forgot about the audition. Okay, I have this quote. Check this out. Okay. Uh, the audition was basically improv. There wasn't much of a script. I kind of forgot about it. Months later, I got a call from my agent. He said, "We've got an offer for you in this feature film." I thought it was a mistake because he had mixed me up with a client, another client before. Adrian Zamed. He thought it was Boris uh, Karloff, uh, Pickett, Boris Pickett. I should I get that? Is that a reference? I yeah, that was uh, we did uh, that surf movie. It's a pop pop world or oh, something, uh, whatever yeah. it's called. He, he he sings he sings the Monster Mash, but he's actually like a blonde little uh, young surfer guy. Well, he was no he. I know who you're talking about now. The author of Monster Mash. He was broad shouldered. He was. Dark hair. He was like a, a was he dark hair? Yeah, I guess. But he, yeah, but he was definitely like young. He wasn't like yeah. I always. I always mistake him for like a Bella Lugosi type. So she now slips him a Mickey. Um, okay, so she's she's actually going to date rape him. And she that's always a part of your show. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Listen, you hear that? That's Duran Duran. Yeah. That, that's a money for that. No, they were unknown at the time. They were probably like, we have to get our music into America somehow. How about teen comedies? They're popular. Oh, that was our Japanese friend. Yeah, well, those soundtracks and TV, during the 80s, soundtracks were big. Top Gun and, uh, you know, Kenny Loggins. Fla- Kenny Loggins, Flashdance. And Footloose. Footloose. But any uh, any movie, like if you had uh, Beverly Hills Cop, you had The Heat Is On, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Pointer yep. Sisters. So these movies were making a quick buck. I'm sure the soundtrack was out as well. 
so this squirrel, right? He goes five or six later after the movie came out. I was a snow. I was at in line at Snowbird. A bunch of twenty somethings came up to me, and one guy goes, "Dude, it's squirrel!" Next thing you know, there was a mob around me. I guess it's cult. I guess. Maybe they mistook him for polystyrene biodome. You know how those twenty somethings are. They're like, whatever. Yeah, that's cool. Oh my God, Whoa. more boobs. Those are Whoa. Playboy level tits. I think she's seducing him, Carl. He got flipped to Mickey, by the way. Oh, so but he's Rahufenold. Wow. He look very. Wow, that's suggestive. What, her bending over like that? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he doesn't look very hypnotized. Oh, look at Squirrel go. Squirrel. Cut back to him. I wonder what's happening. Oh, there she is. <laughs> Wow, that's some Mickey. I'm going to kiss you, but hold on. Let me just go. I want to. Do you want to put on something more comfortable? No, I want to get my hair done. I'll be right back. Yeah, right. Oh, that was pretty uh, hardcore. Oh, there he is, dancing like a robot. Or oh, dancing. Oh, don't, don't. And the thing is, he's American. Yes, he's from uh, Japanese heritage. So he's doing all his Japanese stereotypes. Right. And tricking everybody. Yeah. Well, all the women are topless. Really yeah. Jesus Christ. Whoa. But I bet you that's not what Gene Simmons is seeing. I mean, the weird years do it have a toll. I'm sure Gene Simmons saw that and said, I, I'm going to marry her. Then he goes, gets... And then unfortunately he did. He said, what the hell? This is false advertising. I can't, yeah, that's... Uh, I, th I think I watched a lot of that reality show, or I watched at least two episodes. He opened the car wash he at did? one point. Yeah. I saw this one, he had an adult toy, like stuck to his hand and he had to go to a <laughs> wedding I don't know if it's real it's so I know there's some story about his son is a cartoonist and there's uh, there was outcries of plagiarism and there was like a little controversy about that but mm -hmm. other than that you know I don't know if they're still married to be honest with you uh, but I do know of course I mean, you do know about his Fresh Air interview of course with Terry Gross Fresh Air interview with Terry Gross yeah listen if it's Gene Simmons, I flip the channel. So no, tell me. Uh, he say he's, you know, she's a PBS, not PBS, NPR, kind of elder statement. And he was just basically talking to him about what's between her legs. You know, I, I forget. Oh, being a dick. Yeah. Mm. The thing is, Kiss, I never thought deserved what they had. You uh, Kiss is not a quality band, and. Well, I'm not. I'm not going to say otherwise. But I mean, it was the whole. Look, they scammed their way to the top. Look, first of all, they're out of Detroit. Strike one. <laughs> Detroit <laughs> rock shitty, right? Is that what you're trying to say? The second thing is they were wearing that makeup, so it was a live pub band like um, a trick, like a. Okay, let me put it this way: Kiss's first album ever was live, a live album. That tells you they were a road show, not a musician. Not They're a genuine musician. musicians that don't need the Their studio to show. Yeah, I know. The songs were horrible. Then. Oh, man. I can't believe we're talking about Kiss during all these scenes. Yeah, uh, big mistake, right? Yeah. What a way to kill Joy. So he's, he's Mickey, and they're, they're really doing it, I guess. And a hot tub grows. Like the thing is, is it really date rape? I mean, yeah, he got Mickey'd, but come on, he's totally into it. Not a, yeah, I see what you're saying, but uh, if he's not coherent of what's going on, it's, and also, like, the intentions are bad, at least he should know they, that, you know, I mean, if he was into it, you didn't need to do it. So he wasn't into it. Now, here's Sonny, innocent. Yeah. No idea what's going on. Just me and my towel. <gasps> Hedonism. What? What? I didn't. I don't remember having sex in the bathtub while you watched. <laughs> that was there's hedonism and then there's hedonism. You know he, that guy should just go check himself into a rehab clinic if that's his excuse. I don't remember having sex in the hot tub while you watched. Right. Yeah. Oh, let's see what's going on. Well, she's trying to get them back to get him back. Uh -huh. And it's supposed to be so steamy, you can't see any pee-pee. So he's, he had sex and then he went into the steam room? Uh -huh. Now that's... Oh, no German pee. guy. That's our German, right? Yeah. Peace. Very 
Now I think the German guy's faking his accent too. He is. What? No, he, yes. No, he could really speak German. It's true, but he he lied too. He went to the interview, and there were all these competitors there, and so he's like, "Yes, I'm I'm German. I'm from Germany." He was okay. Here it is. Oh, all I right. grew up in Germany. I played soccer. Then I got into skiing. I went to the University of blah blah blah. The first day we were sitting around the dinner table, somebody said, would you like some more d'oeuvres? And I said, yeah, give me some of that. <laughs> and he goes, wait a minute. <laughs> what happened yeah. to your accent? What happened to your accent? He got caught. Huh. So he does speak German from his heritage, but he is a tricker. All right. Too, yeah. I bet you the Japanese guy was like, how could you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he must have been shocked as well. Oh, now they're getting it on. In a steam room? That's gross. Oh, no, he's giving the, uh, the massage to no alone massages. It's a strictly platonic massage. <laughs> Between her legs? Oh, is that what he's... That, that's too steamy in here. Literally steamy. Okay, finally, some uh, ski footage. That guy got hurt, so he gets a free sled ride down the hill. All the scene in this movie is real. They are pros, and they know what they're doing. One-shot pros. That's all we need in this movie. This movie wasn't meant to be watched twice, right? It was just meant to, like... Agree. Hit the theater, make its money, go away, and it's never gone away. Well, the fact that they had a 20th reunion, yeah. and then... It was so successful, they had a 30th reunion. Yeah, it never went away. I think I have stuff about that. So what other ski movies? There was uh, Better Off Dead, where they had a ski race at the end. Right, They yeah. must have been. And also, the, the follow-up movie from that director was called One Crazy Summer, and he had like a regatta race at the end, like a, like a yacht race. So Right, that was when he used to draw and it would come to life. Yeah, right, right. It, and uh, there must um, have been other 20th, ski movies. Uh, the 20th anniversary in 20th reunion in 2004, Rowdy ended just like the movie with Patrick Hauser, Harkin Banks on fans' shoulders, spraying beer. <laughs> uh, the, as uh, Squirrely says, at the 20th reunion, you would have thought we were the Rolling Stones. There were security guards everywhere. Huh. 150 people could, who couldn't get in were lining up at the door. TV stations from Sacramento to San Francisco. And we were just looking at each other, shaking our heads. This will never die. We'll be on oxygen bottles and walkers. They'll be calling us up there. Wow, yeah. Well, the new generation will can't wait to see uh, Hot Dog the movie. It's, <laughs> you know, vegans hate this movie. <laughs> soy Dog the movie. They made a movie for, they made a, a Soy Dog for a movie. <laughs> That's right. It's um, tofu the... Uh, wait. There's field sausages. What? There's there are these famous Jimmy Dean vegetarian. Oh, well, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like Hatton Fields field sausages. There are famous. Yeah, Sunny Field or some shit like that. Right. When you have a sausage, there's that fennel seed in there. So that's all they got to do to trick you. To right. Anything is sausage. Oh, that's why I love potato chips. They could be like. Fat ass meat potato chips, but all you need is smoke flavor for bacon, right? Mm -hmm. Fennel for uh, sausage. Just connotates it. It's still nasty, though. I'm sorry, man. I don't mind eating soy, but you're going to create a fucking veggie dog. I'm going to pass on it. I tried it, and yeah, it's passable. I mean, you take a bite and you go, this is pretty cool. I like the way the world works. And then you go like, well, I got the rest of this fucking dog to eat, at least with like a hot dog. You know it's bad, and that's why it's so good. You know, like it's greasy for every bite. Every bite is like a meat mischoice, and then you right. finish it. Well, hot dogs get all mixed up with frankfurters, you know what I mean? And turkey, oh. chicken byproduct. I like the Angus beef hot dog. Okay, so here's our one-trick pony. He doesn't hear the guy because his headphones are on. Right, okay. Okay, finally, there's a plot point. If you're starting a position. Okay, okay. Why don't you turn that down? One joke actor. Well, that's what I want to be when the new Police Academy reboot happens. I want to be Cadet Twitter. Uh, and all I this. do is I tweet. 
He's dancing on his skis. Yeah. Now, look, you're looking at something very bizarre, but it's not a joke for the movie. Okay. This is called ballet. <laughs> this is what the competition is? People were like, I, I don't... It's a lot more interesting than just going downhill. It's like finger skating. Okay, so but downhill. in the early 80s, freestyle as a World Cup event was composed of 